Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. And the Bible says, every name shall bow. I command that spirit to bow right now in Jesus' name. Every contrary imagination against you and your destiny, I silence right now in the name of Jesus. I decree that such contrary imagination shall not speak again in the name of Jesus. The counsel of God will be established in your life. I said the counsel of God shall be established in your life. Psalm 33, verses 10 and 11. It says, every, I mean, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. His thoughts to all generations. Every counsel of the heathen against you will come to naught in the name of Jesus. You will know the living God indeed. You will serve the living God indeed. The knowledge of God will flood your heart in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold of fear in your life, I silence right now in Jesus' name. I say, I silence in the name of Jesus. This year is your year. Tell somebody, this year is my year. As if you say, this year is my year. Your testimony will be glorious in Jesus' name. I say your testimony will be glorious in Jesus' name. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In the name of God the Father. Amen. In the name of God the Son. Amen. In the name of God the Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus' name we have decreed. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. Today is a very, very special service. And as many of us as are here, I hope you are here and you are ready to grab it. You are ready to grab your miracle. Make sure you don't live here without it. The Lord will come through for you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, the Lord will come through for you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a challenge that the Lord has asked me to give someone here today. It's a very simple challenge. Because our word, the word we are sharing today is the introduction of something we are going to be going into. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on high. Be glorified in Jesus' name. As you go into your word, go with us. Speak unto us. Teach us. Let take all the glory. Let all the blessings be ours. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. First Corinthians chapter 4. Verses 1 and two. First Corinthians chapter four, verses one and two. It says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Like I said, today, we have, it's an introductory section and the Lord will take us through as we continue in Jesus' name. Amen. So the topic of our discussion is what I call the journey to fulfillment. What did I call it? 
the journey to fulfillment. Three things are clear from the passage that we have just read. The first thing is that we are called to be ministers of Christ. We are called to be what? We are called to be ministers of Christ. Who is a minister? A minister is a servant. A minister is what? So if we say we are called to be ministers of Christ, it means we are called to be what? Servants of Christ. We are called to be what? The Bible says we are joint heirs with him. We are only joint heirs with him because the Bible says he, he, he humbled himself. He took upon himself what many of us cannot sustain. He took it to the cross. He nailed your sin and my sin to what? To the cross. He died. And the Bible says when he died, he did not die because he couldn't, have, he couldn't continue to live. The Bible says he gave up the ghost. He did what? So he gave his life for a reason. For a reason. He surprised the devil. The devil was not expecting it. And on the third day, this man that they killed, upon whom they were rejoicing, they were celebrating, that he would have overcome all of them. I want to talk, I want to assure someone here today. Every celebration of the enemy concerning you is premature. Amen. Because you will laugh last. Amen. Because you will yet celebrate. Amen. Because we will yet celebrate with you. Amen. Tell your neighbor you will celebrate with me. You Tell your neighbor I will celebrate with you. Oh, they thought they had gotten rid of him. That's why the Bible says, if they had known, they would not have done what? They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. It's impossible. There, there are some glories that cannot be covered. And I see someone here with what I call an uncoverable glory. I say an uncoverable glory. You know, like our elders will say, they say it's impossible to cover the glory of the sun. And because no man can cover the glory of the sun, your glory cannot be covered. Amen. So whatever it is you are going through now, rest assured. Rest assured is a challenge for a season. Amen. We are called to be ministers of Christ. And that means we are called to be servants of Christ. A servant is anyone that renders service. So if you are called to be a servant of Christ, and a servant is someone that renders service. So a servant is someone that renders service to who? To, to Christ. To Christ, to God. A servant is an assistant. A servant is what? So who are you assisting? You are assisting Christ on this, uh, so they call this a terra farmer. Is that what they call it? Is that right? Is this the terra farmer? And some people are not sure. So while you are on this earth, you are an assistant to Christ because you are called to minister to Christ. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Mark 3, 13 to 15. Mark 3, 13 to 15. It says, And he went up into a mountain and called unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. So, you see, he didn't ordain them to preach. What did he ordain them to do? No. What did he ordain them to do? Is there any passage? No. 
And he ordained twelve that they should, that they should, it's in your Bible, that he ordained those twelve that they should be with him. Tell your neighbor, you are called to be with him. Brethren, that is very important. If that fundamental is missing, every other thing is fake. Can you tell somebody, don't live, don't live a fake life. If you are not called to be with him, if you have not cultivated being with him, if he is alien to you, if when his words come to you, you think it's from the newspaper, or it's from the internet, or it's from Shakespeare, you need to start from the beginning. He called the twelve that they might be with him. No, not that they might. That they should be with him. Everyone that was called was called to do what? To be with him. Then the Bible says that he might. So, the purpose for which he called them is not to send them forth to preach. No. He decides out of all those who have been with him that, okay, maybe you go and preach in Barry. You go and preach in Aurelia. You go and preach in Indonesia. But the first and most important prerequisite is that you should be what? You should be with him. You should be with him. That's what you are ordained to be. That's what you are called to be. That's why you gave your life to Christ. He needs to know you. He needs to be associated with you. He needs to be able to say of you, you are my friend. Is that not what he said? He told his disciples, he said, you are what? My friends. You are called to be with him. Then he might send you for to preach. And if he sends you for to preach, then he gives you power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. That's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 6 verse 16. We know that passage very well. The first point we are saying is we are called to be ministers of Christ. Romans 6, 16. It says, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, of obedience unto righteousness. See, if you are with him, and brethren, being with him is not on Sundays only. It's not on Sunday mornings only. How often are you going to be with him? When we say you should be with him, how often? He should be part of your life. The psalmist said, early in the morning will I pray unto you. And that not, not, that's not just Sunday morning. Every day, my first contact will be with the living God very early in the morning. Brother, when does the morning start? 12 midnight. Early in the morning, I will call unto you. And when you call unto him, he will answer you. Amen. I say he will answer you. Amen. So whom are you yielded unto? Who do you obey? So that's number one. We are called to be ministers of Christ. Number two, we are called to be stewards. We are called to be what? Stewards. Steward. Who is a steward? A steward is a manager of affairs. A steward is what? I'm not the type of manager in uh, God's own country. When they say we are managing, it means we don't have enough. That's all we are talking about here. It's a, the affairs are committed to your hands. To A very good example is Joseph. 
Is that not so? Joseph said, look, everything in this house, my master doesn't know anything about them. Except you, his wife. He has committed everything into my hands to manage. Joseph was a steward in Potiphar's house. You are called to be a steward on earth, wherever you are. And many of us are giving, as they say, is it bad? Is it giving bad sides to, to Jesus? That's an English word of phrase I'm trying to remember. Many of us, when they look at you, you dare not say you are a Christian. You are not a good steward. You are not managing his affairs before men. Such that they will say, ah, no wonder. Do you know that some people, when you say, say, this boy does this, he does this, he does this, and they say, oh, don't you know he's a Christian? They say, oh, okay, now I understand. That should be your testimony. Not that when somebody says, don't you know he's a Christian? Ah, uh ah, -uh, no, that one. If my joke stop him. When some people say they are Christians, what comes what is, no, 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 we are not joking here. We are what? We are serious. Those are, those are people that are not stewards. They are not managing their fears that the Lord has committed to their hands. Because the first affair you have got to manage is your own life, where you are, what you do, your impact, your influence. A steward is a manager of household affairs. A manager of what? Household affairs. Household affairs. Luke chapter 12, verse 42. Luke 12, 42. Luke 12, 42. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Faithful, wise. Two things expected of that steward. Two things expected of you and I. And you need to examine yourself this morning and ask God two questions. No, not God. Ask yourself, am I faithful? Am I wise? Very important. Solomon asked himself that question one day. Am I faithful? I don't know what answer he gave him to himself. But he asked himself, am I wise? What was the answer he gave to himself? Anybody? What was Solomon's answer? When he asked himself, am I wise? What did he say? He said, I'm not wise. He said what? I'm not wise. That's why when God came to him and said, what do you want? What did he say? He said, give me wisdom. I am lacking in wisdom. Lord, do what? Give me wisdom. You know, that is where pride makes many of us to lose our benefits. It's between you and God. The Bible says, he that made the eyes, shall he not do what? Can you hide anything from him? He knows you more than you know yourself. So when we say, examine yourself, ask yourself this question, am I wise? You start, it's between you and God, though. pastor doesn't know what you are saying. He's asking himself the same question. He's talking to his maker and saying, Lord, I'm not wise. I need your help. And God is asking you, and God is saying, ask yourself. Whatever be your assessment will determine what you get. Say, Lord, you know, um, we can talk about it. 
before you finish, he has gone. You know, the book of Isaiah chapter 1, he said, come, let us do what? Let us reason together. So the Lord, I mean, says the Lord of hosts. The Jew said, he said, God is telling you, come and reason. You two, you are coming, you are saying you want to reason. You want to reason with your maker. You want to argue with your maker. Your disposition should be what? Yes, Lord. Should be what? That is wisdom. Because what you don't know about, about yourself, who knows? He knows. He knows. The foundation of your existence, he knows. The reason he sent you to the world, you may think you know. But only he knows. And unless he reveals that purpose to you, you will run through life. I pray that you will not fail in his presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Who is our faithful and wise steward? Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? Over his household. The household that God has given you authority over here could be just you, your wife, and your son. That's a starting place. How faithful are you? I want you to look for a man, not a woman, a man near you. A man, and ask him, how faithful are you? Ah, there are so, you are not asking some men questions. So. You see, it's the brother that's even asking the sister. <laughs> eh? We are going to do that exercise again. Look for a man near you. A man near you. And ask the man, how faithful are you? Because the Bible says a faithful man who can find. God is looking for faithful men. Faithful stewards of the household he has committed into their hands. In the book of Ezekiel, he said, I sought for a man. What happened? A man to stand in the gap. He sought for how many men? A man. Did he find? He found none. He found none. That's what the Bible says. A faithful man who can find. A faithful steward of this household who can find. The women had their programming, the, the women's meeting yesterday. And we were talking about so many things. But one of the things that, that came out is the issue of uh, uh, delegating the upbringing of our children to the, to the television. Many of us are guilty about this. We let the TV bring up our children. And then whatever they become, we start to complain. There are wonderful things on TV. Oh. I hope you know that. But when you allow your children to be watching things that you don't, you don't even know about, they start teaching them about gay and lesbian things on the TV. And they will absorb it. When you start trying to make them reason, they have been spiritually polluted. A faithful man who can find. A faithful woman who can find. Faithfulness and wisdom. In Luke chapter 12, verse 44 to 48. Luke 12, 44 to 48. We see, I mean, the continuation of that passage. It was just I was telling a parable. He said, whoever is faithful... I say unto you, he will make him ruler over all that he had. In other words, faithfulness brings 
promotion. Is that not so? In our place of work, is that not so? In life, so it is, brethren. Spiritually, so it is. And when I say promotion, I'm not talking of any man promoting you. I'm not talking of pastor promoting you. I'm talking of who promoting you? God. God. When I became a minister in the redeemed Christian Church of God, there was nothing I did. I just got to the church. They just said they, they wanted somebody to preach a short message for the pastor of that church that had just been ordained. I was new in the church. And for whatever reason, they just came and met me and said, you know, it was in the days when in RCCD we had just the parish pastor, the area pastor, the area pastors were the most powerful people in those days. They were the ones praying with the geo at the camp and all that. So the area pastor was coming to our parish to celebrate the ordination of our parish pastor. And so they didn't want the parish pastor to preach. They didn't want the area pastor to preach. They wanted a brother in the church to do what? And somehow they came and called me. I was new in the church. Nobody knew me. But when God wants to do whatever I wants to do, he will do it. <laughs> I stood up to preach. I still remember Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing have I desired that will I seek out. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To inquire in his temple to behold his beauty. That was what I used to preach of. From that day onwards, they didn't allow me to be a quiet member of the church again. It is God that will take you to where he has proposed to take you. It's not man. And when God makes up his mind, no man. Tell somebody, no man. No man can pull you back. That's the truth. Will there be challenges? Oh, yes. Will there be obstacles? Oh, yes. That is the proof that it is God that has called you. Now, when those challenges come, what will be your response? Will you chicken out? Will you be a vegetable? Or will you say, uh -uh, it's, not, it's God that called me. I know what he told me when he called me. The Bible says, let God be true. Let what? All men be liars. All men. The truth of God will shine through. Amen. I said the truth of God will shine through. Amen. Whatever God has proposed concerning your life, it will come to pass. Amen. Either men like it or not, Amen. there's only one thing required of you. Be faithful. Tell somebody be, fa be faithful. Be faithful. Remember, the topic we're discussing is the journey toward fulfillment. Number one, call to be a minister. Number two, call to be a steward. And number three, I've been talking about it, is faithfulness is required. Faithfulness is required. You are faithful. Men can delay, but they cannot prevent you from Obtaining what God has proposed for you. Proverbs 20 verse 6. I've already said it. I mean, Proverbs 20 verse 6. He said, most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. He said, but a faithful man who can find. Now look at Proverbs 28 verse 20. Proverbs 28 verse 20. It says, a faithful man, Proverbs 28 20, 
A faithful man shall abound with blessings. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. In our Sunday school this morning, our teacher was talking about the fact that, I know, I think uh, our brother asked a question. That why, why does the Bible say that it is difficult for a rich man? Is that, was that the question, sir? Yes, sir? Why does the Bible say it's difficult for a rich man to make heaven? The problem is that many rich men, they made haste to be rich. They did not wait for God. If you wait on God, if you are faithful, God has spoken that there will be many millionaires in this church. Amen. And I'm seeing it coming to pass. Yeah. If you wait on God, if you are faithful, you'll be one of them. And when there are many millionaires, then we move to the rank of what? Because there are, there's a lot that God wants to do. And he's looking for men. He's looking for women. He's looking for those who are faithful, who are available for what he wants to do. He will find you faithful in Jesus' name. Amen. I say he will find you faithful in Jesus' name. Amen. So the journey to fulfillment for Jesus started with a lesson on stewardship. In Luke chapter 19, Verse 11 to verse 27. Luke 19, 11 to 27. Verse 11 says, As they had these things, he added and spoke a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem. And because they thought that king, the kingdom of God should immediately appear. So Jesus was on his way to where? To where? He was going to Jerusalem. Why was he going to Jerusalem? Because it was in Jerusalem that he would have his destiny fulfilled. He had an appointment with destiny. Someone here has an appointment with destiny. Amen. And you are on your journey to divine fulfillment. Amen. And you will make it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said you will make it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And he gave them a parable. He said, a certain nobleman went to a faculty to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered ten pounds to them and said, occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him. They did what? They, did, they, not just, they didn't hate him hidingly, if that's correct English. The Bible says they sent a message at times saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass, when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded his servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound had gained ten pounds. He was given one, and he gained ten pounds. And he said to him, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, your pound had gained five. And he said, likewise, be thou over five cities. Then another came. I mean, verse 20, I'm just going, I'm just playing with the story. Verse 20. Say, here is thy pound, which I kept laid up in a, in a napkin. And that's what many of us are doing. What God has given unto us that should benefit his work. That should, be, that should make us tenets of blessing. Where are we keeping it? In paper to work. That's why we are keeping it. He said, I've kept it for you in a napkin. See, because I fear thee, 
you are an austere man. You take up what you did not lay down. You reap what you did not sow. He didn't just say, God, take your talent and leave me alone. He insulted him. Is that not what he did? He insulted him. Say, I mean, I know you. He forgot that the person he was talking to had authority over his life. We could determine his own faith. We get to a point in this life where we forget that there's a place called heaven. We forget that our life is a journey to eternity. We forget that there will come a day that you and I will stand before God and testify and give account of what he has committed to our hands. And give account of every encounter that we've had. The man stood before his master, insulted him. Verse 24. He said unto them that stood by, take from him the pound, give it to him that had ten pounds. And they said, ah, this man had ten pounds. He said, yes. To every man that had shall be given. From him that had not, even what he had shall be taken away from him. You know, many of us, all we ever confess is, I don't have. Tell somebody, stop saying you don't have. Because look at it. The Bible says to him that have not. The man already says he doesn't have all, and yet the Bible says what happened? It will be, uh, the man says he does not have, and you say you are yet to ascend, they should do what? Take, uh, so what are they taking from him? It means you have something. Can you tell someone you have something? That woman that came to Elisha, she said, ah, help. They want to take my children it is their father that uh, was a, a bloody debtor. Now they are going to take them away. Elisha said, what do you have? What did he say? She first of all said, nothing. Tell someone, stop saying nothing. She first of all said, nothing. Said, but I have a bottle, a bottle of oil. Yeah, Elisha said, you have more than enough. All that that bottle needs is containers. Go and get containers and begin to pour. Begin to pour like a man of God says, There's a miracle in your hand. Isn't there a miracle in your hand? You know when the Bible says, Whatsoever he doeth shall do what? That is God for you. There's a miracle in your hand. He has taught your hand to prosper. But you must stop saying nothing. You must stop saying that you have nothing because God has given you something. And there's something the Bible calls the days of what? Of small beginning. The days of little beginning. You know, like uh, that uh, uh, transport transportation company in God's own country. They say what? The young shall grow. Have you heard that before? Brethren, the young shall grow. Wherever you are today is not the end. You're on a journey. You will go higher. I say you will go higher. I say you will go higher. Amen. I want to decree for someone here today, it will be better for you. Amen. Where you are today is a reference point for your testimony. Amen. You are on a journey to fulfillment. Amen. And you will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm waiting for your time of celebration. Amen. We shall rejoice with you in Jesus' name. Amen. No matter how impossible the obstacles may look, 
Your obstacles don't change God. Your difficulties don't change God. Your impossibilities don't change God. They are only impossible before you. They are not impossible before him. We are talking about the God that made the heavens and earth out of nothing. All he said was, let there be. You know, brethren, I keep emphasizing that there's a rhema for every situation. There's a word that God has released for that, for that your situation. All you need to do is find it. And once you find it, run with it. That man's citizens did not obey him because they hated him. Now, if I ask you now, do you hate God? You say, I know, how can I hate God? But you are not obeying him. And the Bible wants us to understand that those who don't obey God, they do what? Ah, it's in the Bible. If you don't answer me, we won't continue. <laughs> those who don't obey God, they do what? They hate. they hate him. That's what the Bible says. But look at that passage. It says, the, those who are obedient will be made richer. Is that not in your Bible? You see, Jehoshaphat, I love that story. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The five kings of the Amorites came against him. Saying we will deal with him. We will wipe this Judah off once and for all. Let's forget it. But what they did not realize was that God just wanted to use them to do what? To make Jehoshaphat rich. Jehoshaphat could have taken out and said, ah, hey, and like my son was a kilele. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this one has passed. I can't do anything about this. So, okay, okay, what do you want? Let's, let's agree. Let's agree. Ah, Jehoshaphat went on to a God. He declared a three days fast. He said, I don't know how to face this host. And then the word of the Lord came through. This battle is not yours. Tell somebody, this battle is not yours. Brethren, as children of God, anytime God wants to promote you, there will be a battle. Unless you are not a child of God. There will be a battle. All you need to do is just stand firm and say, Ah, Lord, <laughs> you are my maker. Amen. Oh, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you. I've done so. Our faithfulness and he has done wonderful things. He will yet do wonderful things. Amen. Not only will he do wonderful things, he will do them for you. Amen. Tell somebody he will do them for me. He will do them. You just stand and say, Lord, in fact, tell him, if you don't have a way out, say, Lord, I have no way out. But I know that you have a way out. Is that not what the Bible says? No temptation has overtaken you, yeah. but such as is common unto man. God is faithful and will with the temptation do what? Yeah. There is a way of escape. Hallelujah. You may not see it, but God has put it there. It's only when you make reference to him that he will show you the path. There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is what? Destruction. In like manner, that path that he wants to take you to to give you victory. Oh, it doesn't look inviting. It doesn't look beautiful. But when your story is completed, men will now start rushing towards that party. Ah, if that's how, ah, me too, I want to make it. Yeah. Yeah, but you are the one God wanted to make great. You will be great. Amen. I said you will be great. Amen. You have a choice to make today, brethren. I said this is the introduction. We are going somewhere. But the first 
choice you have got to make today is who will you obey? Who will you obey? Who will reign over you? That is what will determine the outcome of your journey and the reward. Disobedience is a choice not to have him reign over you. And when you decide you don't have him, to, when you continue in disobedience, the end result is death. Brethren, when King Saul was rejected as king over Israel, was it that day they removed him as king? Are we together? The day he was rejected wasn't the day that he didn't cease to be king. He continued to be king for years. In fact, at a point in time, he realized, ah, look at that, that, that unserious one they called Samuel. Maybe he said, God has said, look at him. The Israel is mine. Don't mind the senile man. He was getting too old. I am the king. Nothing anybody can do. He didn't know that his day was coming. God will not abandon him. Because once the Lord rejected him, he was even on borrowed time. Borrowed time could be years so. You know when the Bible says the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. There is a call. God will not be tired of you. Amen. I said God will not be tired of you. Amen. God was watching and the cup of iniquity was becoming fuller and fuller until it began to overflow. Your own cup that will overflow will not be iniquity. You know, Psalm, is it Psalm 23? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Then what happened to my cup? My cup runneth over. Your cup that will overflow is a cup of blessing. It's a cup of anointing. It's a cup of promotion. It's a cup of divine lifting. It's a cup of testimonies. As you are sharing one testimony, another one is coming. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 28 says, it says, blessings will do what? Will overtake. Amen. Is blessing going to overtake someone here today? Amen. This year, Amen. blessings will overtake you. Amen. The journey to fulfillment begins with a decision to obey God and God alone. Let's bow down our heads. Let's talk to him. It's a journey. All you need to do is tell him, Lord, I will honor you. I will obey you. No one else. No one else. I know that the call you have given unto me is a call to minister unto Christ. It's a call of stewardship. It's a call unto faithfulness. Wherever I'm lacking, Father, ah, intervene. you can help me. No man can help me. But if you don't help me, I'm done for. But I know you can help me. And I've come before you today. Lord, help me. Help me. Brethren, when you tell him to help you, he helps you. He helps you. Are you in our midst today? You are not born again. You've not given your life to Christ. You want to raise up your hand? We're going to pray together. Or maybe you are watching online. You are not born again. This is the... That's... That is the only way you can start this journey to fulfillment with the living God. And you are going to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. I want to live a successful life before you. I want to be welcome home on, when my journey on earth is over. Touch me. Write my name in the book of life. Make a difference in my situation. Beginning from today, Lord, 
I want to run this race with you. I want to be with you. That's the starting point of your call upon my life. I want to serve you. Talk to him. Talk to him. Tell him that. Mezula bos kalianda itagabo. Keria mashitalima. Lepro paruska prasoto lenda idegema ushkatalia. Imbro soto lenda idegema ushkate. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are going through that situation right now and you think your problem is, you think you are the only one that has problem in the world. The Lord says, I should tell you, it's only for a season. And in fact, the season of that problem is getting over. Amen. You are entering a new season. Amen. You are entering a new season. Yes. You are entering a new season. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We exalt your holy name. Oh, Father, we thank you. I don't know if there's anyone in the house, you are grappling with any form of any sickness or the other, and you want a touch of God for a, such a time as this. If there's anyone, if there's none, that's fine. And you want us to pray together because of that sickness. I'm not going to take our time. But if that is talking to you, please come to the come forward. Very simple. That the sickness you are battling with. And I'm just going to touch you and, and very brief prayer. I'm not, I'm not going to waste time. If there's any such person in the house today, please come forward. We are going to pray together. The Lord is going to touch you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mezita Romaskeporia, Mandroboske Lima Ushkate, Ikopa Soto Lenda Itagabo, Ma Ikede Masoto Leanda Atragabo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ma Prosete Leanda Hitragabo. Lord, you are wonderful. Lord, you are beautiful. Lord, you are glorious. We bless your holy name. We exalt your holy name. We magnify your holy name. We adore your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Thank you for what you continue to do. Father, I commit your daughter into your hands. I pray that you touch her. It will be a divine release upon her life. From the throne of grace, Father, release your healing power upon your daughter right now in the name of Jesus. I say receive your healing. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Jehovah Rapha will come through for you. He will give you a testimony. Amen. Your song will change from this day onward. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for your daughter. Lord, pray for her in the name of Jesus. I release the healing anointing of the living God upon you right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Hey, the Lord will have his way in your life. His name shall be glorified in your situation. He will give you a new song beginning from this day. Every doctor's report that is contrary to the work of God in your life, I tear it up right now in the name of Jesus. You will sing a new song in Jesus' name. Father, touch your son. Lord, touch your son. Every arrow of the enemy upon this life, I send back to center in the name of Jesus. Father, let there be a release of life from the throne of grace, to the, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Father, prove yourself the Jehovah Rapha. 
in the name of Jesus, you are a God of mercy. You are a God of mercy. Bartimaeus said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Jesus, thou son of David, I call upon you right now. Have mercy upon your son. Amen. Give him a new song. Amen. From this day, O oh Lord, let there be a divine turnaround. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Your divine turnaround has started. Our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.